If you like this podcast, can we recommend another one? It's called Big Picture Science. You can hear it wherever you get your podcasts, and its name tells part of the story. The big picture questions and the most interesting research in science. Seth and I are the hosts. Seth is a scientist. I am Molly, and I'm a science journalist. And we talk to people smarter than us, and we have fun along the way. The show is called Big Picture Science, and as Seth said, you can hear it wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast. What follows may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world is full of stories. Stories of mysteries. Of curiosities. Of oddities. Join Kat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. So we've really had to push to get this episode done because uh, Kat has not been feeling well. Hello. Are are you doing better? Yes. You are doing better. Yes. You slept a lot. You got up yesterday (laughs) and uh, then went back to bed and slept for four more hours. And then you went to bed last night and slept 12 more hours. You're feeling better. I am. Uh, that's yes. good to know. Um, so sorry about that. I know that it's not been a treat to be around me for the last few days. Well, you've just been lethargic. And there's nothing wrong with that because I'm lethargic constantly and even when I'm feeling well. But you have this... It's been difficult because you've had intestinal distress. Mm-hmm. You've had uh, nosebleeds. Yeah. Your it, reaction to that the other day was delightful, by the way. Well, you, Are you welcome? <laughs> yeah. She gets these nosebleeds and they're pretty violent. And she went into the bathroom. I didn't know she had a nosebleed. She went into the bathroom and she was bleeding so badly it was, it was gagging her. So she was throwing up. <laughs> And then bleeding at the same time out of her mouth and nose into the sink. And I came in and in my first, and there was so much blood in the sink that my first thought was that you had field dressed a squirrel <laughs> what? In, in our bathroom. Come and on. I, you are feeling better. So that's, mm. that's good. Yes. Thank you. And no squirrels were injured. Of course not. That's good to know. We did have a bird on our balcony though, eating the bread that I hmm. left out there for him. Yep. And so that was a delight. Zip tying fresh baked goods to the balcony railing. My lady gets shit done. Um, all right, here we go. I'm going to tell you something a little bit about uh, Brittany and Brianna Dean. Now, they were identical twins who live in Virginia. They still are identical yeah. twins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like most twins, they shared many milestones in their lives and not just birthdays. In 2018, they went to this uh, twins festival and there they met Josh and Jeremy Salyers, also twins. Their entire life, the sisters had dreamt of marrying another set of twins. They had, uh, in their life, dated non-twins, or as they like to call them, singletons. (laughs) 
cute. But there was no magic until they met Josh and Jeremy. Jeremy said in an interview in the Daily Mail that uh, he and his brother had made a a pact that they would uh, marry twins as well. Quote, me and Josh always knew we had to find our twins if we were going to get married. And we told each other that we'll never be able to unless we find a set of twins that we could fall in love with and marry. We got lucky enough to find them. We couldn't be happier. In an article for USA Today, Brittany said, quote, I think for a lot of people, the world of dating, specifically singletons, they're looking for their other half. But you see, as twins, we already have our other half, literally the other half. And uh, we had each previously experiences had had experiences where we dated people who were annoyed that uh, we didn't consider them the other half. Oh, I see. They wanted to be numero uno. Right. And so it made sense for the couples to get engaged. They met at that uh, annual Twins Day Festival in Twinsburg, Ohio in uh, 2017. It's kind of like a singles event, but... Yeah, it's a double singles, doubles (laughs) and singles. They soon got engaged. Josh and Jeremy proposed to Brittany and Brianna in a dual proposal They got down on their knees and they asked the twins the exact same way at the exact same time. And Brittany and Brianna both said yes simultaneously. That would have been real awkward if one of them hadn't. (laughs) Yeah. They were married the following year at the Twins Festival in in a park at a place called Twins Lake. In addition, the couples were married simultaneously by two twin chaplains. I love this. (laughs) They had a twin procession at their bridal party. And because it took place at that twins festival, thousands of twins attended the ceremony as well as their family and loved ones. There were thousands of people at our vow renewal. It's kind of the same. That's no, because it was on a cruise ship and uh, they were a captive audience. They were. Yeah, I guess that's true. (sighs) Twins win again. Two years after the twin wedding, the sisters shared some exciting news. They were both pregnant. Oh, my goodness. Jeremy and Brianna's son, Jax, J-A-X, was born in January of 2021. Josh and Brittany welcomed their son, Jet, Jax and Jet, three months later in April of the same year. This is also something that the couples wanted to do. Raised babies together? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Brittany said, we were all hoping that we'd have overlapping pregnancies. We thought that would be cool. The two families, they really walk the walk. They share the same house, They all of them. They all own the same business. They run a wedding venue location. Oh, cool. And they operate as one big, happy family. I kind of love that idea. It's pretty cool, isn't it? I wonder, though... I mean, just, you know, like, obviously, it's not up to me and they don't have to share any kind Mm -hmm. of like personal private Mm -hmm. bedtime, Mm -hmm. you know, but I wonder where they all share the same house. Just switch off. Yeah, I mean. Or unbeknownst to the other person. Oh, no, never that. Yeah, that's that wouldn't be good. No, (laughs) but I mean, if the I just I just wonder, you you know, sure. I guess it wouldn't be like trying something new because they're twins. (laughs) No. (laughs) So they're all raising the children 
as if the children had four parents. I love that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's, it's certainly an, an unusual arrangement, but it's pretty cool. In an interview with the Daily Mail, Brianna said, bedrooms and closets have been a huge, huge issue in our house. <laughs> and I'm wondering why that is exactly because every picture I've seen of them, they're all wearing matching outfits every single time. <laughs> and so that would cut down on your wardrobe. You'd think so. They also share a bank account. They divide up all the expenses. Mm -hmm. All the money goes into one general bank account. And it's just one big family. I suppose if they're doing the same work and they have the same expenses, that makes good sense. Brittany said on the show Extreme Sisters, quote, Josh and <laughs> How I... How is there a show called Extreme Sisters? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we're a weird society. <laughs> Brit uh, Brittany said, quote, Josh and I are the parents of baby Jet. I gave birth to Jet. But really, Jet has four biological parents because Brianna and I share DNA and Josh and Jeremy share DNA. It is a very unique scenario. Yeah, I guess. Twin brothers marrying twin sisters and both having boys in an overlapping pregnancy. Because of this, the children are not just first cousins. Their DNA would suggest that they're actually siblings. This is called quaternary twins. Huh. Now, you've probably heard of Irish twins. Yeah, sure. And, 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 <laughs> and identical twins and fraternal twins, but maybe not quaternary no. twins. It's a very rare phenomenon. Dee, 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 dee. This is, it occurs when identical twin sisters and identical twin brothers have babies at the same time. Since... Identical twins share the same DNA. The two children of the two pairs of identical twins are legally cousins, but genetically siblings. Wow. There's only about 300 quaternary marriages in known history in the world. Experts say it's nearly impossible to figure out who the biological parents are based on DNA alone. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I guess if they were experimenting with what you were suggesting earlier, mm -hmm. there's no way to tell, not even DNA testing, whose <laughs> yeah. kid it really is. And if they had been swapped at birth, wouldn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> Here's how it works. Identical twins share the exact same genetic material. Mm -hmm. They share the same egg and sperm. Fraternal twins are conceived from a different egg and sperm. In that case, they would have four sets of DNA. But in this case... The four sets of DNA are the same as two. So twin sisters marry twin brothers, which makes their husbands twin brothers, their brother-in-laws. And the couple's two sons are first cousins and brothers. Yeah, you, you lost me yeah, uh, yeah. a bit back, yeah. but that's fine. I still think it's neat. Understandably. <laughs> I'm looking at the pictures of them. They have an Instagram account. And Jax and Jet, the two young boys look darn near identical. Oh, sure. Now, to be fair, pretty much all babies look the same to me anyway. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. But, uh, but they look like they could be twins. It's pretty weird. Well, they kind of are. In a way. They say their approach to life is just one big happy family, as if the children have two sets of identical parents. They all pitch in on raising the kids. I wonder, is that going to fuck the kids' heads up when they get older? You know, like... Maybe they, they get out into the world and they realize that not everybody has two daddies and two mummies that look exactly alike. I think it's a great learning opportunity because all families are different. Yeah, you that's, know? that's true. 
And now they're considering perhaps trying to do it again. They say, quote, they're considering it. Brittany said in an interview with that USA Today article, quote, we are debating if we should go for one more pregnancy each or not. We'll make that decision pretty soon. The babies are still pretty young and we're trying to wait a bit longer to see what to do. If we do expand our families, we would hope to be lucky enough to experience overlapping pregnancies together again. This would be the first time in history, at least as far as we know, documented, that this would have taken place. It's something that's very nice, she said. Josh and Jeremy understand the twin bond like we do. We get a lot of time together. I bet. <laughs> they've, and as I mentioned, they've been sharing their journey on Instagram. It's at Salyers Twins. That's S-A-L-Y-E-R-S Twins. And there's a really cool photo of the whole family on February 22nd of this year. And that makes a lot of sense because it was 2 Right. <laughs> In other cool twin news, just a couple of years ago, semi-identical twins were identified in a pregnancy for the first time. I don't know what that means. Well, first of all, it happened in Australia, a boy and a girl twins. They were identified as only the second set of semi-identical twins in the world and the first to be identified during pregnancy. Still don't know what it means. They're identical twins on their mom's side, but only part of their father's DNA. In other words, it's like this. The mother's egg was fertilized simultaneously by two father's sperms before dividing. This is called sesquizygotic twinning. Wow. Excessively rare. And I may do a deeper dive on that in the future. Please do. That's very interesting. I got my information from USA Today, The Daily Mail, People.com, Earthly Mission, Yahoo, and CNN. That was really neat. The Sawyer Twins. I got to heat up my coffee. While you do that, I'll push this button. The Box of Oddities with Kat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. You know, as your kids get older, there are some things about parenting that gets easier. I remember once hearing my sister tell my little niece, if you put your pants on, I'll give you some Fresca. And when kids can start to reason that they get something, if they do something right, it's a lot easier to manage them. Having that conversation about money with your kids, that's not the easiest thing in the world. Fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money until they're actually in charge of it. And that's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made just for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on the kids' spending and savings. While kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Your kids will learn how to save, invest, and spend wisely thanks to the games that teach kids skills in a fun, accessible way. When I was a kid, I had expected chores and then I had bonus chores. And bonus chores were where I earned money. And so if you're thinking like, hey, my kids should be doing stuff around the house. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. But maybe there's extra ways that they can learn how to be a successful financial money person. What was one of the bonus chores that you had to do? <sighs> Rub my mom's feet. And what did that pay? I don't know, like a quarter or something. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's the easy, convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and families to navigate their life together. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash oddities. That's greenlight.com slash oddities to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash oddities. 
I've got to tell you, the longer we've had our aura frame, the more I love it. I have kids and they live about 3,000 miles away and my daughter is expecting a child and she has been sending me updates on her baby bump through the aura frame. And since I can't be there to experience it with her, it's the next best thing. And speaking of mothers, if you're looking for the perfect gift to celebrate your mom in your life, Aura Frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames. It allows you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and super easy to share photos with the Aura app. And here's the thing, if you're giving Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. We love Aura Frames and living so far away from family, thanks to Aura, it's the next best thing. It's like, it's like almost being there. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Box of Oddities freaks can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code Oddities at checkout to save. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com and use code Oddities at checkout and you will save thanks aura frames for bringing my family a little bit closer and now that thing in the middle back in 1992 german scientists and researchers were studying the mummified remains of lady hanat toy who had died 3000 years ago they were shocked to discover that the mummy contained traces of nicotine and cocaine. This led many to speculate that the Egyptians must have somehow traveled to the Americas as early as 1000 BC, since nicotine and cocaine had not been transported to Egypt until thousands of years later. We got an email curator at theboxofoddities.com. Just listen to the latest episode. Enjoyed the discussion about vacation and sick days. Now, I am not very good at a myriad of things, <laughs> but using all my vacation days and sick days is something I elevated to an art form. <laughs> Even finding ways to string them together to get away for enormous chunks of time. And I share my craft. I have a PhD when my friends and I want to take a day off for golf, for example. I give them a doctor's note to take to work. <laughs> I am a doctor, oh. and they did visit me all day. Uh -huh. I use my engraved stationery and everything. Wow. Works like a charm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it does. <laughs> uh, big thanks. I'm not going to say your name so you don't get in yeah, trouble there, but right. that's, uh, pretty, that's pretty rad. Yeah, you ought to uh, package that as an online course yes. and sell it. Yeah. How to, how to string together all of the available days off that you have and use them. I love it. Well done. Golf clap for you, which is appropriate since you're a doctor golfing. <clears throat> Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. 
and you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. When Johann Rahl received the letter on Christmas Day, 1776, he put it away to read later. Maybe he thought it was a season's greeting and wanted to save it for the fireside. But what it actually was, was a warning, delivered to the Hessian colonel, letting him know that General George Washington was crossing the Delaware and would soon attack his forces. The next day, when Rawl lost the Battle of Trenton and died from two colonial Boxing Day musket balls, the letter was found, unopened in his vest pocket. As someone with 15,000 unread emails in his inbox, I feel like there's a lesson there. Oh well, this is The Constant, a history of getting things wrong. I'm Mark Chrysler. Every episode, we look at the bad ideas, mistakes, and accidents that misshaped our world. Find us at constantpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Please don't listen to this podcast while operating heavy machinery because, you know, you couldn't hear the stories. This is The Box of Oddities. I thought it was really interesting that you talked about a family dynamic that's maybe a little bit different because that's kind of what I'm talking about today. Oh. Um, in a way. And we're going to start with fraternal polyandry. So polyandry is believed to be more likely in societies with scarce environmental resources. It's believed to limit human population growth and enhance child survival. And it's observed in some Nepali tribes. This is mainly as a means of survival because families own very small portions of land and they want to make sure that their land stays in their family. So a family of brothers will share one wife. Well, this is weird that we both independently of each other did stories like this. Again, boo effect. It happens all the time. Well, you and I share a brain, so which is, <laughs> I think makes a lot of sense because sometimes I feel like I'm working on half a brain. <laughs> the goal of this is so that they don't have too many children for their limited farms and properties. And most of the women will marry their first husband, Herburns, that's a word. Most of the time, the women will marry their first husbands, uh, that'll be the oldest brother, and then just marry their brothers as they come of age. Really? And then they'll all live together in the same house. All right. It provides security for the woman because they're never alone when one of their husbands dies. And they also believe that their children have a better chance of survival and a brighter future with this practice. Which makes a lot of sense because you don't have multiple women pumping out children. I mean that in the sweetest way I can, by the way. I'm sorry. Pumping Uh, is actually a medical term (laughs) that most people aren't aware of. And because they have the limited resources, there's, you know, not a worry that they're going to have to feed a lot of children. You know how it goes. Anyway, love huts. Now, (laughs) it sounds like a euphemism, doesn't it? It sounds like a franchised brothel. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That's something we should look into. Okay. In most areas of Cambodia, it is traditionally frowned upon for women to smoke or drink. But the girls in the Kirong tribes take part just like the boys. 
There is an equality practiced in a lot of ways in this particular tribe. But in one way in particular, the ladies call the shots. When girls reach their mid-teens, their fathers will build them a separate bamboo hut away from their family home so that they can socialize and experiment with boys in privacy. Wow. They invite the boys that they want to get to know better to their love hut. And it can be for sexual experimentation or it can be just to chat and get to know each other. The Kirung people instill a strong message that sex before marriage is not just acceptable, it's encouraged because they want to find the the man, the boy that they're going to be with forever. Divorce really is not a thing. And so they, they have to make sure that it works first. Well, sure. It's like test driving a car. Exactly. Or seeing an apartment before you rent it. That's very top of mind for you right now, isn't it? Yeah. We're considering moving. <laughs> <laughs> So girls are trying to find the right man to marry, and they've been taught that they get to call the shots here. Mm -hmm. They get to try it out, see how it works, see if they're vibing. And the boys have been taught that respectful behavior toward the girls is absolutely necessary. If they are not, it will affect their families, their livestock. There are a lot of things at risk if boys are not respectful to women in this community. So it's taken very seriously. They are only brought to the love hut if they're invited. They only stay as long as they're welcome. Uh. They they never force themselves on the girls. So they'd be subject to like uh, penis penalties. Um, in a way, there is definitely a family shame and and potentially a family loss if there is some sort of inappropriate behavior with a with a girl ostracized. Yeah, F- sexual violence is almost unheard of in this tribe. So. Though this may seem very unorthodox, I mean, something's working, hey, right? Works for them. In the event, and I think this is really neat, in the event that an unwanted pregnancy happens, or I guess maybe not unwanted, but unexpected pregnancy happens, it is usually the suitor that the girl chooses in the end that will father the child and take them on as their own. There's no question. It is their child. And that's just the way that they move forward. That's the way it works. Yeah, which I think is cool. Now, unlike the Cambodian tribe that we just talked to, Oh, my God, I'm so tired. (laughs) Unlike the Cambodian tribe that we just talked about, where leaving your husband is just not a thing, the Wadabi tribe in Niger, West Africa, frequently takes part in a wife-stealing celebration. How does... How does this work exactly? So in this tribe, marriage is contracted in infancy. You figure out who your babies are going to marry when the time comes at the time that they're born. But the tribe holds an annual festival called the Gerwald Festival, during which the men will dress up elaborately. They'll wear makeup and hold a beauty pageant of sorts where they try to impress the wives of other men. Now, in this tribe, the males are regarded as very vain because they believe that they're the most handsome men in the world Mm -hmm. and they always carry a mirror with them. For this festival, the men spend up to six hours preparing themselves for their big moment. They use makeup to accentuate the features that they believe to be the most desirable, a straight nose, white teeth, and the whitest whites of the eyes. Then during a dance, the men stand shoulder to shoulder and slowly move in a circle. During the festival, three of the tribe's most beautiful women are chosen to judge 
as the men peacock. And the women of the tribe who consider themselves eligible, now keep in mind that doesn't mean not married. Right. If they like a man, they can choose to be stolen by one of the better looking men, leaving their husbands behind. For good or just for, for the good? Ma- oh, wow. One of the members of the tribe said that he had stolen 30 wives over the course of his lifetime. Well, so they can have as many as they want? Yeah. Huh. Just depends on how white the whites of your eyes are, I guess. Sure. Yeah. The thing I like about this is that, the again, the women call the shots. They get to determine if they are eligible. Though, I did read one article that said that some men don't let their women take part in this festival, which I think kind of defeats the purpose. Now, the husbands, can they peacock or is it just the single members of the community? That's a great question. And I believe, yes, they can peacock to try to... Okay. Get a woman. But I think most of the time, the married men are just trying to keep their women from being <laughs> stolen. But once you've peacocked your way into an, a new lady, then you're married. So I, I would think I that okay. eventually you would run out of eligible men. Yeah. So sure. I think I think it, that logic leads me to believe that you can re-enter the makeup dance time. Okay. The pictures, by the way, are absolutely fantastic because they do everything they can to accentuate those features. So they black eyeliner around their eyes. They use black lipstick to really make the whites of their teeth as bright as possible. And then they just open their eyes and their mouths as wide as they can so that you can see how white everything is. It's a it's pretty amazing. I'll share pictures. You know, we've talked about how in many cases in the past, different civilizations would use urine to Mm. whiten their teeth. Yeah. Please, God, tell me there's a different way to whiten your eyes. All right, moving along. Public masturbation. Some would say that ancient Egypt was obsessed with masturbation. According to ancient Egypt mythology, the creation of the universe was a result of masturbation by autumn. Wow. They believe that the ebb and flow of the Nile in some way is caused by their god of creation's ejaculation. And the people of ancient Egypt believed that replicating the practice every year would please their god. So the general public would accompany the pharaoh to the shores of the Nile, where this ceremony was to take place. The pharaoh would disrobe and begin to honk his own horn. (laughs) And it was very important that at the end of his honking, the seamen went directly into the river. Um, there was to be no dribble drabble. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. On the microphone of Bevel. Um, and as he did this, the other men would begin to have their own meetings with Mother Thumb oh. and her daughters. Okay. Publicly. Uh-huh. So all of the men would just be jerking it into the river. Yeah. So tooting your uncommon, if you will. <laughs> uh, stroking the papyrus. Polishing the obelisk. Tenderizing the scarab. Pounding the old pharaoh. Cranking the cartouche. Spanking the sarcophagus. Shaking hands with Ramesses the Great. I think that's enough. 
Moving along. And the inhabitants of this land were convinced that this ceremony, this this mass masturbation, mm-hmm. was the source of their livelihood. So it wasn't a shameful thing in any way. It was part of how they survived and flourished. It was um, royal Egyptian bukkake. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many times we've said the word bukkake in this podcast. I try to work it into conversation as much as I can within and without the uh, the podcast bukkake. <laughs> Now, I think this is my favorite. And to wrap things up, we're going to go to Austria. Now, this is rural Austria, and this practice really is waning, though I cannot imagine why. There is a practice where at a traditional dance being held, the young women would perform this specific dance wherein they stuff slices of apples into their armpits. <laughs> and then they, they go about their... Their boogie. Uh-huh. Then once the dance is complete, the women will approach the man in the, the neighborhood that they like, mm-hmm. who is also at this dance, and offer the slice of apple um, up to them. Okay. So they put apple slices under their arms, and mm-hmm. then they dance. And then they dance. I imagine as they're breaking a sweat, they start smelling like fresh pie. Yeah. Let's hope it goes that way. <laughs> So the man can then politely decline the apple slice, or if they're interested in this lady, they will accept it and eat it with relish. Well, not with, I mean, I don't mean they put like relish on it. They're excited about the fact that they get to eat this pheromone filled apple slice. Nice. Now, this is a, a courting ritual, um, and it's it's pretty much the thing that means we're going to be together now. I mean, if you eat her apple slice, <laughs> you're pretty much together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also indicates that he's so into you that he's going to be performing sexually whenever you want. I so see. Yeah. That's the thing. If is you're willing to put your mouth on armpit apples. Right. Well, it's a pheromones thing. You have to be sure. like, yeah, yeah. I, I like what's happening here. I am pro your smell. You know, this would be a great reality show. Oh my gosh. I would, I've never watched an episode of The Bachelor. Me neither. But I would watch Apple Slices for Love. Yes, I absolutely would. And they could call the place where they do it the Love Hut. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, sure. It might be confusing. Well, no, just take these uh, rituals from different. Uh, civilizations around the world. Oh, I see. Just use, do different ones. Today, okay. today you're eating uh, sweaty armpit apple. Oh, I like this. So each week it's a new challenge yeah, a based new challenge. on a tradition from around the world. Right. And it happens in the love hut. I think as long as it's done respectfully, that's a great idea. I'd watch it. I would absolutely watch it. That's the kind of show that uh, that you'd find on Travel Channel or Discovery for about three weeks. And, you know, then, then they'd cancel it. <laughs> Anyway, um, that's my favorite. I love it. And apparently, as I said, it is dwindling in popularity. Can't imagine why. Um, But yeah, that's uh, some of the amazing ways that people around the world have and do uh, celebrate their genitals, (laughs) I guess. Genital celebration. (laughs) That was great. That's an awkward way to put it. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. (sighs) You haven't been feeling well. I'm very tired. I understand. I got most of my information from Scoop Whoop. 
VancouverIsAwesome.com, mm. Daily Mail, The Guardian, and Trip Hobo. <laughs> I, I love that story. And you did, a, you. you did a great job. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I would, I would eat your armpit apple slices. Oh. Yeah. That's really nice. I absolutely would. Well, you've said on multiple occasions that you, you like my musk. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to do? I do. <laughs> oh, here's an update on our uh, second podcast that we're producing, The Shallow End with Schnebly and Toth. Uh, all of The first five episodes are recorded. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> and they are uh, in post-production right now. And so we're just days away. We'll let you guys know first when uh, the Box of Oddities presents the uh, shallow end with Schnebly and Toth happens. It's uh, basically Lindsay Schnebly and, and myself. Lindsay, of course, the voice of the curator, tell each other stories about uh, stupid things people have done throughout history up to today. And you can find a sneak peek, the first episode of the shallow end uh, with Schnebly and Toth on Patreon. Yeah, we dropped the first episode for the patrons. And uh, yeah, if you want to become a patron and hear it before anybody else, you can do so. You also get ad-free episodes and lots of other perks. You can go to theboxofoddities.com and the link is provided there. Or just go right to Patreon. I you know how to could. do it. Sure. Big thanks to our new patrons, Susan, Tara, Chris, Alon. We're so happy you're here. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep flying that freak flag. Fly it proudly, you beautiful freak. And so... Let it be known that the Box of Oddities belongs to you, and its fate is in your hands. Therefore, it's been requested by those to whom I report to beseech you for assistance. We ask but one thing of you, to provide a five-star rating and a positive review. True, that is two things. However, tis merely a five-star rating and a positive review. Also, subscribe to us. Okay, so three things is all we ask. Three things and three things only. Henceforth, the Box of Oddities commits to the telling of stories. Stories of the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected. We wish to offer our deeply felt gratitude and appreciation for your patronage. TheBoxOfOddities.com Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. All you need is a few minutes to start your day off with something historic when you listen to the This Day in History podcast. Every day there's a new episode for you to listen and learn about what happened that day way back when. So listen and subscribe to This Day in History wherever you get your podcasts. That's This Day in History wherever you get your podcasts. love history but hate when it's stuffy and boring well look no further and join me katie charlwood your friend the neighborhood social scientist and reader of books as i delve into unsolved historical mysteries murders by gaslight and of course women who have been misrepresented through all time on who did what now the history podcast that's not your history class listen wherever you get your podcasts